0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzhak Shifman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today we're learning Yud Bez Mud Be'ez in Meseches Brachas. We're starting the second, second line of the page. We're going to have four sections in today's Limud. Exactly. So the first section is a continuum from yesterday where we were discussing some Hilchas tefillah. So we'll discuss a certain insertion um, in tefillah. The second section we're going to move on to are Agatha Gemara's regarding praying for others, actually very applicable right now, as well as achieving atonement. The third section we'll deal with is going to be the sections of Krishma that will discuss what they wanted to insert, what is there. And the final section we'll talk about mentioning it's as at night. So let's get started. Top of the page, at Beis the second line. We were discussing some Hilchas Tefillah yesterday. So now the Gemara tells us on a related note. It's the same Amorah, another halacha of Tefillah. The entire year, I'm sure this will sound familiar to everyone. The entire year, in the bracha of Kedusha, Kedusha Sashem, we say Hakel Hakadosh. And we say Melech Ohev Tzadok Mishpat, right? The God who loves, the King who loves, charity and and, and justice. And besides, for the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, besides for the ten days between Rosh Yam Kippur, aserus made tshuva, that in the place of those conclusion, conclusions, we say instead Hamelech HaKadosh and Ham beHamelech HaMishpat. Now we do that. We know about that. Now Virbilazar argues and he says, Afilo even if you say Hakila you're still yitzah. You don't have to repeat the Amida. Shane Amar, how does he know this? Because he has arrived from Pasuk in Yeshaya. Pasik tells us by yigba we say this actually in the in the liturgy in the tfila we say hashem, hashem will be elevated uh, the god of legions will be elevated in mishpat in justice V'hakel V'hakel the god of holiness will be glorified or made holy nikdash with charity so Vayigba Hashem when is it true that the Hashem is elevated in justice? Sarayamim excuse me, when is the Fayigba Hashemitzvaq means when is Hashem judged the do the world? that's the ten days of Simei Shuva the And that verse says Akeila Kadosh. So you see you could still say that Bidiyevit at least, and you're still Yote in the Amidah, even if you missed the, this uh, prayer. Hold on, hold on, before you say anything, because look at look at the, the maskana here. So my avialah, the Gemara says, "Well, what's the maskana? What's the halacha? Halacha lemaisa? What do we, if you if you make the what's, what? What are you supposed to insert, and what's the halacha?" So Amr of Yosef hakel hakadosh. So you're supposed to say hakeel hakadosh. He, he sounds like he's saying lechatilah. I just want to point that out. Aserusim etshuva, you say hakeel hakadosh like normal. Umelech ohev znakom mishpatzir. So, Rav Yosef seems to learn. You say no. Umelech ohev znakom mishpat. This is the ordinary conclusion of those two brachos. Right, right. Amar So Rabbah says, which is our Minag, is you change it from Akeel to Amelech kadosh and Melech Leitz Dako Mishpat to Hamelech Amishpat. And the Gemara concludes, <laughs> The Allah is like the latter opinion of Rabbah, that that's what we're supposed to do. Now Tosfus comes along here and he says, if a person didn't say these, these insertions properly, the im lo it just tells the hilchas if you want to look in the im lo amar machziran oso so he has to repeat yishmona esrei and now tozer says a chiddush according to this shita he says vechen and similarly zochrenu umikamocha uchsov lechayim uvesefer chayim all of those insertions that we have additionally in the amida during aseret simet chova machziran oso im lo amar you repeat the amida if you didn't say them we don't passk in this way. So this sheet, we do repeat mona Esrei if we miss HaKel Kadush, but we don't repeat Shmona Esrei if you miss those insertions, which is actually the end of Tosav, as he says, You would not repeat Shmona Esrei if you missed one of those insertions that's not in the Gemara Mefurush. Those are not in the Gemara. Those came later. Those things of Zohreinu L'chaim, etc. So those you would not repeat Shmon if you missed them. But these, which is HaMelech, HaKadosh, we know what Allah is, you would repeat the Amidah. Now, why, why yeah. I mean, I, I'm learning it now. So like my question yeah. is, if you have an opinion that clearly says you're the other one, not just Yoytzeh, it sounds like you're saying L'Chathchili, you keep it. But I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, we said have a like wrong. Yeah. Because we said even Bidiavet, even, event, even bit sakaraba, kanara, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what Tysfis is saying is Machirnosa, that's the conclusion. Yeah. yeah. The corollary. It's not the You say Amelia. Hamelech. Yeah, I don't know, it's an interesting question. I could hear why you, you should you shouldn't we have should an ish. Not, you we should, should not, right, right. right. Because meaning it it's true with Hakka Hashem is It's specifically during right. a that you need to emphasize right. that. I'm not sure. That's interesting, I don't know let's continue come on to the next section now two Agaritas, because that's the time, that's the time of the mishpat exactly exactly Wow, anybody that is able to pray on behalf of his friend and he does not pray on behalf of his friend he's called a sinner your friend is struggling you could pray for him and you don't you're called a sinner like It says in Shmuel Aleph. The Pesach there says, Shmuel is giving Musa to the Jewish people. He says, It would be disgraceful for me to sin to Hashem. To refrain from praying for you. Which implies that if he would refrain from pl- praying for the Jewish people, he would be considered a sinner. A sinner to Hashem. Amarov adds on to this. and im If it's the, the person who's suffering that needs the prayer, uh, the bach edzin, If it's the ta- Talmud Chacham who requires prayer on his behalf, Sheyechala Atzmai Olav. Actually, the person who's praying has to make himself sick on behalf of that Talmud Chacham. He has to exert himself with such energy in order to pray on behalf of that Torah scholar. My time of what's the reason? If it's because the pasuk says, this is in Shmuel Aleph also, it says, This is Shaul. Sh- sh- Shaul uh, HaMelech suspected that certain people knew about affairs of David. This was at a point in history when Shaul was the king and David was the uh, the what's, incoming. He was the incoming king who Shaul felt very threatened by. So the story goes that Shaul was telling his people, "How could you have heard about David being somewhere or another, and you didn't tell me anything about it?" So the pasuk says, none of you were sick about sick." on my behalf Vigoles oznai, and nobody revealed to my ear this information about David Amelech. so the Pasuk seems to imply that regarding Shaul he 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 expected that the people that were there would become sick on his behalf because of n- because of the necessity to reveal that information to him. So the Gemara says, that's not a raya though, because Dilma Malach maybe for a king, a king, so he's the, one of the most powerful people in the nation, there maybe you have to exert yourself to such a degree. But if a Talmud Chacham requires Tfila, who says you have to exert yourself so much? el the Gemara says, it's based on a Pasuk in Tehillim. The Pasuk says, I, it's referring to, when Doyeg and Teufel, who were were sick, Levushai. And the continues and says, David HaMelech says, I wore sackcloth. So the emphasis of the pasuk is David Amelek is saying, because there were Talmidei Chachamim there that were suffering, that were sick, I, I that that were suffering. In order to pray for them, I exerted myself in an extreme way. So the Gemara says, from this we see that for a Talmud Chacham, you have to actually go beyond the pale, even with that emphasis. Now, another Haggadah, actually also ties into the story of Shmuel and Sha'ul. Also a powerful story here. If somebody performs a sin and he's embarrassed by it, he's ashamed by what he did. Moi Loy Al Kol This is a very interesting thing. He is forgiven. It says Al Kol What does it sound like? Not just that sin, all of his sins. It's unbelievable. Shanamra, what's the source for this? I guess if somebody really feels a real sense of shame, so then that itself it is, not is not like a kapara. Kanira, right, but I guess such a shame it makes it, it makes for a kapara, which is a powerful thing. Like the Pesach says in Yecheskel, in order that you remember and be embarrassed, there will no longer be a claim against you because of your embarrassment. When I forgive you for all that you've done, says Hashem. So it says when you're ashamed, I'll forgive you for all that you've done. And that comes from that source of shame. So the Gemara says, but that can't be a raya, because Dilmat Sebershani, Yecheskel is talking about when the entire Jewish nation feels embarrassed about their Averis. Maybe then you achieve an atonement. But how do you know, even if it, an ind- individual undergoes this process, he also achieves atonement through his embarrassment? Elamehacha, it's based on a story in Shmuel. The, the story goes in Shmuel Aleph. What happened was at the end of Shaul Malach's life, he tried to, he wanted to know, should I go to war against the Plishtim? And the problem was, all of the normal methods of requesting advice had been closed off to him. So, what did he go? He went and raised Shmuel Anovvi from the dead a famous story at the end over there and actually that's when Sheol ended up dying after the fact but it says being raised from the dead said to Lahalososi. why did you frighten me to raise me up Sheol said back because I'm very pressured the Plishtim are fighting against me Hashem has removed himself from me he hasn't responded to me anymore also through also through the prophets as well as through dreams. So I call that to you, to know what should I do. Now, he did not say I asked through the urim v'tumim. Now, that would have been one of the natural things to do. You go to the Urim which is in the, the special parchment in the Kohen's breastplate. You ask a question, Hashem sends a message. He did not emphasize that I asked through the Urim Vitumim. Now, why didn't he emphasize that? Mishum One of the black marks against Shaul was that he killed out Nov ira Kohanim. Nov, which was a city of Kohanim, when he suspected that they were conspiring with David against him. Killed out a whole city of Kohanim. And The emphasis the Gemara is saying here as Rashi explains is we see from this that he didn't even go and ask from the ur which is on the Kohen's breastplate because he felt deep shame for what he had done. So we see he felt that deep shame. How do we know he was forgiven in heaven? Because in Shmuel Aleph it says that Shmuel tells Sha'ul Tomorrow after you pass away you and your son Yehonah's son will be with me. What was Shmuel saying you're going to be with me? You'll be with me, with me in my compartment. Meaning Shmuel was telling Shaul, you and your son, after you pass away, are going to be zayicha to the highest levels of Gan Eden. So we see clearly he was forgiven in Shemayim. Rabban and Mihach another source we know he was forgiven because the pasuk says now this is this is a fascinating story. I mean it's a tragic story. After Shaul already had passed away there was this group called the Giv'onim. This is at the end of Shmuel Bay's. actually. A three-year famine struck the Jewish people while David HaMelech was the king, and, and David didn't quite understand what was what was going on. So, he inquired, and he, he was told that one of the issues was that Sheol had done something against the Giv'onim. What had he done against this group of the Giv'onim? Giv'onim were those people that had approached in the days of, of Yoshua. Uh, Giv'onim, Nisinim, it's a similar group. So, these chevra were appointed to be the woodchoppers and water drawers for the Beis HaMikdash and for the Kohanim. When Sha'ul killed out the city of Kohanim, he put all these guys out of business. Now, these guys aren't even cl- class- classic Jews. These are, but the point is, it was a Taina against Sha'ul because he put the givonim who were servicing the city of Kohanim, out of business. So David realized that's why there's this three-year famine that's occurring. And he went over to the Giv'onim. and he says, What can I do to make it up to you that you'll forgive this sin and then the famine will cease to, to happen? And these people were Achzorim Bnei Achzorim. Cruel, the son of cruel. This is the Gemara in Yavamas actually. And the Gemara explains over there that what they said was, we want seven of Shaul's descendants to be killed because of what he did to us. Mamish like like Hamas. I mean, like you hear this, this crazy thing. So cruel is David offered them money. The Gemara says he offered, I'll give you money, I'll give you whatever you want. No, no. We want to, And what ended up happening was it's a pella of a story. They hung up seven of the descendants of Shaul to die, and the bodies stayed there. They cared for the bodies. It's a whole long story there. But the Gemara here tells the Pasak tells us in Shmuel Bays, They hung up those bodies and give us shaol. Bihir Hashem. Shoal, who was Bechir Hashem, the choicest of Hashem. So the Gemara says, obviously, the Gemara understands, Rashi says, the Givonim weren't calling. Uh, Sha'ol, because they were talking negatively against him. Bechir Hashem is a compliment. So what does it mean? They were talking denigratingly towards Shaul. And the Baskol came out and said, No, Shaul is Bechir Hashem. He is the choicest to Hashem. He is beloved to Hashem. So we see from this as well that Shaul was forgiven for his Averos. Okay, let's move on now. Now we're going to talk about the insertions within Kriyashma. Now this is a bit of a uh, difficult to understand at face value, so let's see. At some point, the people wanted to establish the Parsha of Balak. You know the whole famous story of Balak, he hires Bilam to curse the Jewish people. They wanted to establish that within Kriyishma. Now why, we'll see in a moment. Why did they not establish it? We don't say Bolak in Kriyashma. <mishum> tzibur. De Imagine saying the entire uh, Parsh's Bolak, especially. It's hard words also. It's all kinds of prophetic visions. It's not easy. So that's de tzibura. So the Gemara says, My time, but what would be the reason to establish it in the first place? What does that have to do with Kriyashma? The whole story of cursing the Jews and these prophetic visions. Maybe it's because in Bal- in Bil- Balak, it talks about how Bilaam talks about the Jewish people, and he says, "Kel God took them out of Egypt, and we know the third section of Kriyashma we talk about Yitzias Mitzrayim. So it's associated. So the Gemara says, "But if that's the case, lema parshas ribis." We could also have said parshas ribis in Kriyashma, or parshas mishkalos, or the parsha of weights, Those Parshas also incorporate themes of Yitzias Mitzrayim. So that can't be the reason they thought to put it inside. The reason is because in Parsh's Bolak, it says the following pasuk talking about the Jewish people, it says, It says, The Jewish people crouch and lie down like a lion. Like a lion cub, who can stand them up? Now, why, does, why would that be fitting to establish in Kriyashma? Because it says, It's a Kinnan theme. It says, is a reference of getting up. So the Gemara says, okay, so you're saying to say the whole Parsha, but why not just say that one Pasak in Kriyashma then? So the Gemara answers, we have a tradition. Any Parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu split up into parts, we're also allowed to read in parts. But any uh, Parsha that he did not, we're not supposed to split up. So you can't pick out one Pasek and stick it in Kriyashma. That's not appropriate. Now, the Gemara goes on and tells us about that third parsha of Tzitzis or Yetzias Mitzrayim. Mibdei why, why was Parsha Tzitzis established into Krishna? So um, it's, 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 it's one. Oh So, we're going to go through six special things about this parsha. Let's see. Now, our girsah is five things. On the side, it says shisha because we're about to list six items, actually. Let's go with the other girsah. There's six special things. Number one, mitzvah tzitzis. Okay, so the commandment of tzitzis. We'll we'll show the psukim in a moment. But two, yetzias mitzrayim, the exodus. Three, all mitzvahs, accepting the yoke of mitzvahs. Four, vidas minim. This is fascinating. The perspective of the minim. Rashi learns minim refer to people that twist the time taameh Torah, the reasons of the Torah, to expound it in ways that are false and not true. Sounds like the early Christians to me. But, like, ruining the Torah essentially to fit their agenda. So that's also incorporated in this Parsha. Four. Five, hir We also talk about thoughts of aveira. And hir har zara. Six, thoughts of avida zara. Now let's go through them. The first three that we listed they are clear in the Psukim. We have all mitzvahs, because it says in Parsha Slach and it's in Kriyishma, Uri Samoy Sayus Hart Temas Komitsvais Hashem. You'll see your tzitzis, and you'll remember all of the mitzvahs Hashem. That's Kabbalah Solmuch, mitzvahs. Tzitzis, also tzitzis, obviously. it says Vasulahem. Tsitsis Vegomer, it says clearly to tsitis. Yetziyas mitzraim, clearly dhsivasher, it says mitzraim. It says clearly about Yetzias Mitzrayim. These last three. Where are they referenced in that parsha? The Tanya. So the Braisa elaborates. And it says, "Don't follow after your hearts," this refers to das minim, uh, people that twist Torah into ways that are not true. The Like it says in Tehillim, the ungrateful one, inappropriate one, says, "Belibo in his heart, there is no God." So we see clearly the reference over here is that it says, "In his heart, Belibo Meaning it says, uh, excuse me. Is Referring to this uh, heresy, essentially. That's what it is. Now, what does that refer to? Don't follow after your eyes. Zehir. horave refers to thoughts of sin, of uh, immoral behavior. Shanimra, like it says in Shoftim, by Yomer Shimshon el Aviv, the story goes over there that Shimshon was finding non-Jewish women. He had a whole plan over there because if he gets involved with them, then he can use that as a uh, reason to pun- lash out at the plishtim. But he said, shimshon said to his father, so that woman who is not Jewish, kachli, take her for me, ki Shara for she is straight in my eyes, be'nai. We see that avera is associated with enayim, so acharei nechem refers to herhor avera. And Atemzo ni, when it says you will stray in Krishna, Zehira Avaidazar, refers to thoughts of Avaidazara, Khenoam, like it says in Shovtim, Payazonu, Acharea Baalim, they strayed after Ba'alim, which is zara. Okay, so that's the uniqueness of this third parsha, six special things about it. Let's move on with the next Mishnah. And we'll continue on with this Mishnah later uh, tomorrow, God willing. But let's just start. So the Mishnah. Now, really, in the third parsha of Kriyashma, we have the Parsha of Tzitzis. Now, Tzitzis is not a mitzvah at night Bipashtas, because it says, Uri Yisem So, Okay, you don't see it at night, fine. We spoke. Yeah, we we'll speak electric. more about that in the Masechta we have, later. We have electricity. Uh, we have electricity. Uh, so now, the question then is going to be, do we say the third Parsha of Krishma at night altogether? Says the Mishnah. Maskir Yitzias Mitzrayim balelos. We do say the third Parsha of Yitzias Mitzrayim, and it means the entirety of the third Parsha, because it highlights Yitziyos Mitzrayim at night. Amram Elazar ben Azariah. This is famous. We say it in the God every year. Elazar Azari ben Azariah said, shivim shona. I was like seventy years old. Rashi explains. We know the background is that Rabbi Gamliel was deposed from the position of Nesius because he acted in a way that the Chacham didn't appreciate, and they appointed Elazar ben Azariah because of his great Chachma. But he was young, so Hashem made a miraculous thing that his hair turned white prematurely, which, which the, the Mefarshim explained, reflected his great Chachma, meaning it was white because he was actually like an elder in that way that he was a great Chacham. So he said, I was like 70 years old. Means I had white hair. And I never found a good source to prove that we should say Yetzias Mitzrayim at night as well. And he said, the Pasuk in Re'ei teaches us, You should remember the day you left Egypt. All... Kol is extra, all the days of your life. Yemei chayecha. So, if it only would have said the days of your life, hayomim, that would mean mentioning it by day. Kol yemei chayecha, leilois. Kol includes mentioning it. yes, mitzrayim at night. So, this support of Osman that that's a source you should say it at night as well. That's why we say the third part of Kriyishma. But the chacham disagree. Chacham imrim, they darshan the pasik differently. They say, yemei chayecha, hoailam hazeh. That we mention Yetzias Mitzrayim in this world. Kol, and the Kol, Lahavili Mashiach, it incorporates that even in the times of Mashiach, we're also going to reference and mention Yetzias Mitzrayim as well. Zakhta Gemara. Tanya, so the Brisa continues this conversation. ben So Ben Zayma turned back to those Chacham and he said, Are we really going to say Yetzias Mitzrayim in the days of Mashiach? i like Farnemar, but in Yermia the Pasach tells us, the days are coming, says Hashem, Misraim. they will no longer say that Hashem should live, who took us out of Egypt. Rather. That Hashem should live, Asher lives, Asher Ha'elev, asher, asher Hevi, Bes Yisrael, who brought up and brings the Jewish people, to Stephainah, from the north, whom he called the Aratz, Asher Hidach, and all the other lands that they were scattered there. Meaning, in the future, in Yermia, it seems to be implying we're not going to reference Yetzias Mitzrayim, that Ge'ula, we're going to reference the future Ge'ulos. From this Golos, that's what we're going to mention in the days of Mashiach. So says Ben Zoma to the Chachamim, you see, we're not going to mention that in the future. My opinion's right. That's not to say that it's going to be completely uprooted from its place, that we're not going to mention Mm -hmm. Yitzia's Mitzrayim at all in the Yemos HaMashiach. Rather, what it means to say is is that the Geula from the later subjugations Edom, like we're in now. That's going to be the primary focus. We'll talk about that. Iker, that's going to be the main ge'ula that we'll discuss then. But for Yetzias Mitzrayim, Tafeloi, Yetzias Mitzrayim, that ge'ula, it'll be secondary. It'll be uh, secondary to the ge'ula that will be in the future, but that, not that it's going to be completely removed altogether. And therefore, says the Chachamim, in the future, we will mention yes, Mitzrayim just as a secondary item to the ge'ula that will occur in the future. Now we're stopping here at the bottom. Really, the Gemara continues on with a similar idea but we'll pick up tomorrow with Daffyud Gimel Be'ezer Hashem everybody have a wonderful day